Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the movie podcast. My name is Daniel and joining alongside me is Shabazz. Hello, Shabazz. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, you're doing a very cool voice today. Yeah, I'm cool guy Shay. (laughs) (laughs) Shay, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How are you today? I'm great. You know, today is a huge episode for us. We are just so excited to get right to it. Uh, But before we do any of that, uh, it's TIFF season. We are in the middle of the Toronto International Film Festival. This is one of our favorite times of the year. And we get to watch some incredible movies. And there are some incredible movie reviews that you'll be able to listen to right now across all podcast feeds and on YouTube. So I just want to remind you, as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast, which feels like every single day now. And you can check out our shows uh, and reviews and our interviews all throughout the week. Um, I want to make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd at the movie podcast. Join our Discord because we're having some great conversations in there, aren't we? I I would say so. I think we're having a lot of fun. We're having some good conversations. Some good questions are being asked. And uh, yeah, a lot of beautiful reviews are being left by people saying like, hey, I discovered your podcast through this and that. And it's really awesome. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. And, you know, we love we want to keep this conversation going as, as long as we can. You know, these episodes may end, but the conversation doesn't have to stop. So please join us on our Discord. We're having a great time in there. Um, and I also just want to say, if you want to write into the show, if you want us to read a, like a review or your thoughts on a movie or anything, hello at the moviepodcast.ca. That's the best place to do it. Uh, but today is a very special day because today on the movie podcast we are joined by the one and only brandon frazier and screenwriter samuel d hunter of the whale now the whale of course is premiering here at tiff in canada it did open up in venice i'm i know for a fact anyone listening to this right now has seen the videos of the standing ovation for brandon frazier at venice at tiff as well he got a standing ovation he is absolutely phenomenal in this film and if you want to hear our review, myself, Shabazz, and Anthony did review the film. You could check out our review out right now across all podcast feeds and YouTube. So go listen to that. You know, we had the pleasure of being in a roundtable. You know, this is the first time the movie podcast has been in a roundtable interview. Now, for those of the, the uninitiated who don't know what that is, you know, don't worry. This was our first time doing it, too. Um, basically, is you are sitting at a table, but this table was rectangular. Yes, it was a rectangular table, and it was a, a massive table outside. It was a table outside, so I just want to give you a warning uh, uh, right out, uh, right at the top that the audio for this uh, roundtable isn't as... Clear as we were hoping that it would be, but you'll be able to hear everything. Don't worry. You'll just, you know what? This is the thing. If you are from outside the Toronto area and you wanted to know what it's like to live downtown Toronto, (laughs) this is the experience you're going to get. You're going to get what it's like to be walking around downtown Toronto and you'll be able to have the closest experience to being in this interview as we did with all the sounds, all the ambient noise. You know, I think there was a person who was going down on a parade float at one point. There was a construction building being torn down. People listened to Gwen Stefani. There was a lot of stuff happening. There was a lot of happening. But, you know, the nice thing about this interview is that we did get to, you know, be part of a roundtable. Originally, it was just going to be myself in this in this roundtable with some other outlets. Uh, but we did have a friend ask us to take their place. So Shay uh, was able to join the roundtable or the rectangular table um, <laughs> on behalf of Zoomer. It was like the last supper table it was the last supper table so shay is also part of this uh of this uh round table with brendan fraser and samuel d hunter uh and i want to say thank you to our friends rachel ho who we met uh 
at this roundtable as well too. She is a writer for exclaim.ca uh, and also she has a website, rachelkh.com, which I'm going to include all the show notes below. Uh, I also want to say thank you to our friend Steve Norton, who again, we just met through this roundtable. He's part of Screenfish. Um, that's, uh, we're all part of it. So you'll be hearing all of our voices and you'll be hearing the ambient sounds of across downtown Toronto. Uh, but you'll also be hearing, most importantly, the voices of Samuel D. Hunter and Brendan Fraser. Shay, what was your first reaction, you know, when to when Brendan kind of walked to the table and sat down? So you and I were facing the opposite direction and he kind of walked in and all we heard was, we know ben, Brendan Fraser's voice. We know it so well. Yeah. And we just heard it, and immediately we turned around, and he's like, kind of like shyly walking in, like yeah. quiet, almost like, "Oh, hey guys!" And we're like, "Brendan Fraser's here, Daniel. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do?" And we like, kind of like half got up and just kind of like looked at him, and I was like, "Do I bow? Like, <laughs> like, should I bow? What is what is the right <laughs> thing to do here?" Yeah. And he kind of just sat down and like with his piercing blue eyes, just looked at us shook our hands i was like oh where are you from or who uh, who are you what's going on like yeah. you know like just so personable and like laughing and joking around uh, brandon fraser is better than what you can imagine he, he is he's, he's he's the best he is the best he's a wonderful human so is samuel d hunter who is just uh again i cannot wait for everyone to watch this film when you see you know brandon bringing the words of sam to life you know under the direction of darren aronofsky we should also sorry say how we met Sam. We did. So Shay and I were going up the elevator at Elevation Pictures. Again, shout out to our friends at Elevation, to Taro PR, uh, and to A24. Um, you know, Anna Kendrick also got stuck in that elevator. Yes, she got stuck in the elevator the day before. The so day we're before. riding in this elevator. We're riding in this elevator, and you know there is a very tall man in the elevator with us. And he's like, oh, nice to meet you guys. How are you? We don't know who he is. And then he's just like asking, he's like, oh, w- what are you doing here today? And we're like, oh, we're actually interviewing um, you know, with Brandon and Sam for uh, The Whale. He's like, oh, great. He's like, what did you think of the film? I'm like, oh, it's phenomenal. It's, it's a great movie. He's like, yeah, they did a great job with it. And I was looking at Che afterwards. I'm like, was that was that Samuel D. Hunter? We're like, I don't know. It, it, it could be, him? but like, it, also like, we weren't trying to make, because the elevator is really tiny. It is. So we were trying not to make immediate eye contact. I was kind of like, oh my God, I'm like really cramped in this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to just stare. And he's very tall. He is, yeah. So it would have been obvious we were looking at him. Yes, I, yeah. I didn't want to make it seem like that. Right. And then lo and behold. And yeah, it was him. Yeah. That we were in the elevator with Samuel D. Hunter. Crazy, and, crazy. Yeah. Uh, we shared a nice mon- uh, moment after uh, the interview as well, too. We but, did. Uh, we're going to talk all about that. So without further ado, please welcome Brandon Frazier and Samuel D. Hunter to the movie podcast. Brandon, good morning. Sam, good morning. Thanks so much for your, your time and for being here at TIFF. Uh <laughs> uh brandon you're wonderful in this film um and sam beautifully written film i'm just curious uh brandon for yourself uh you spent so much time living as charlie and i'm just curious after if being in a film like this what do you take back with you is there anything that you take from charlie that you now apply to your own life it's incredibly uh strong person not just physically to inhabit a human body that is has that corporal composition because when yes i it took it was a laborious process to get into or have all of the application living it throughout the day it was it was appropriately uncomfortable not comfortable yeah cumbersome but that all was what charlie had on board and to take it off at the end of the day it it uh I don't know if it's her news. I mean, it, it gave me a sense of all of them. It's just like, 
survivor's guilt lights or something. Like I, I could walk away from that after right. an hour. And interestingly, although, you know, all the appliances were off, I still had this vertigo. Like when you step from a boat onto a dock, that's sort of undulating sense. And so I, I, I felt that I was living that man's existence for however many hours a day we did this. Um, I think it gave me appreciation uh, viscerally for um, those who live with their ACA in this way. And it, the story itself struck all the notes of my heart and empathy about what it feels like to be overlooked or mocked or shut away and forgotten about and and the ramifications of of how that affects your personal life i mean clearly charlie is a man who yes has a no small measure of regret but he still does have hope that he can reconnect with his daughter while he is running out of time and left for know that he loves her and she has a very shrill voice when he says actually that noise was Sadie Six. spirit animal she had to deal with her dad <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, did that answer your question? It did. It did. Yes, it did. Thank you. You got it. Now, Brandon, you said that parts like this don't come around too often at 53 at this stage in your career. How do you think you were able to, at the best point in your life to tackle this kind of role? I'm, I'm at... At the best point in your life to tackle this role. Look, I've had so many diverse opportunities and movies I've made at ground level, stretching lots of different directions. Um, I, I, uh... I mean, clearly on paper, this is an actor's role that distinguishes itself from so much that I've done or, or, or have seen done. And to have the authenticity of it protected by Badiri Aronofsky and Sam Winter's award-winning play and screen, screenplay, um, I, I can't think of any actor worth this weight in salt in my peer group that wouldn't want to pay attention to being a part of that. And I um, I feel, I still pinch myself that I was lucky enough to be the guy to get the job. Um, I understand that you worked with the Opacity Action mm. Coalition. Uh, I was just wondering how that came about, like whose idea it was to work with them. Um, how involved they got in. Did they get to read the script ahead of time? Um, and what did you take away after working from them that maybe your perceptions changed? Are we Do you know? I actually don't know. It was really from the beginning when we first started. Uh, I mean, I, I developed a script with Darren over many, many years. Right. When, when, when we finally were sort of like, okay, I think we might be doing this, we brought them on very early on. Um, and we did a, a special screening for them. Uh, a long time ago, and I feel like that was like five or six months ago, like a very early cut of the film. Um, 
yeah, cause we just, you know, wanted to make, I mean, look, this comes from a very personal place for me. I, uh, I in part wrote this because I, you know, I grew up gay in North Idaho and, uh, I went to a very religious school that taught that people like me shouldn't exist. Uh, and eventually I started self-medicating with food. Um, and I continued for a really long time. And I was, and of course, that's not everybody's story. He's big. There's plenty of people out there who are big and happy and healthy. That wasn't my story. Uh, and that's not the story I decided to tell. Um, so, so I think it was just very, very important to us early on that we brought in the OAC as a partner yeah. to make sure that we brought a level of authenticity to this uh, beyond my lived experience. Uh, yeah. And even their, their concerns are legitimate that we wouldn't be uh, making a film that would, it would compromise them, that right. would make them feel as if they were now seeing on the big screen the manifestation of the story of their lives that they've had to live um, that that put them in such a state that they can't feel like they can get away from their challenges yeah. and it, it was a, it was a process of meeting with individuals who uh, had uh, lived with obesity had had bariatric procedures but were going to um, they gave me their stories their their testimonials in the most candid way that it, it was it was moving it was moving to learn and I know you know, demographic psychologists or anything, but I noticed from person to person who I spoke to, and it was at least between eight and like Zoom calls that winter, um, that their journey began with someone early in their life who was quite cruel to them verbally, made them feel horrible about who they were, and sadly. I noticed it was often a man, it was often their father. <laughs> From what I just, among the eight or ten people that I spoke to, what that just let me know is, it's true. Years and years ago in Bangkok, I was at a temple of massive, huge golden Buddha and a plaque out front said, painful indeed is vindictive speech. I stayed, that stayed with me. I mean, words have meaning. And to break the cycle, I felt duty-bound to tell this story, not in a Hollywood way, then put actors in costumes and suits and makeup that defy gravity to be a one-note joke. And, 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 um, and also because with their support, we needed to take a risk to do this. Art is about taking a risk. We're not going to please everyone. I don't anticipate it. But I do feel confident that by story's end, this one, I've, I believe that some hearts and minds could be changed. Not everyone, but some. And I'm okay with that. Thank you. Yeah. To you both, the film is brilliant. It's incredible. It's, it's heartbreaking. It is loving. It is, there's a joy and a sadness and parts where it's funny. Like it's just, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible for, for 
just from start to finish, from the script to the performances. And, um, I was wondering, maybe maybe this is a I mean, maybe this is a question that can't be answered, but the, one of the lines that shook me was, "People are amazing," and we live in a time where we continue to find out that people are not amazing. <laughs> So how do we hold on to that? And I was wondering, like, do you, is that something that you believe? I believe it. I believe Charlie believes that because he's an optimist. In essentially, he has a secret superpower, which is to see the good mm -hmm. in others, to bring that out in them, even when they don't know that about themselves. I mean, as an educator, it's his job, sure. But that's the tragedy is, is he's overlooked that in his own family and his own, the regrets he has for his, the relationship that could have been with his ex-wife, with his daughter. And I mean, that's the journey that we, we must go on. I mean, attached to that line, Charlie says before then, and he said, do you believe that we can save each other? No, no, um, people are amazing. People, yeah. Uh, do you ever get the feeling like people the, are capable are capable of not caring? Do you ever get that feeling? And I think that's something that we could do is a lot more of than our world. We live in such deeply cynical times, and I've never been a cynical person. I've never been a cynical writer, and this play maybe even more so than any of my others. And I think as a result, like. As a writer, and I think Darren is a filmmaker too, we're not, we're just kind of opening a door and inviting you inside. And we're not gonna grab you and drag you in with the, the tricks, you know, with like plot gymnastics or visual effects yeah. or, you know, the, the, none of the things that you normally would drag an audience to the door. So, you know, as such, I think I'm just opening the door and inviting you inside. And I think if you, the trick is like, if you're gonna meet that with a furrowed brow, then we're kind of at an impasse, you and I. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but, if you, but if you have just a, a little bit of faith and, and walk through that door, I'm hoping that we can, like, have a rewarding experience together. Because I do, I'm a, I'm a humanist through and through. I do believe that, that people are amazing. Uh, and, and I actually think that that's the harder choice to make. Cynicism is easy. Yes. Believing in nothing is really easy. Uh, having faith in people is hard. And I think that's ultimately what the story is about, is hard-won faith in other people. Uh, Sam, for yourself and Brandon, I mean, the reaction that this film got at Venice was amazing. That standing ovation was so, like, just heartwarming to see. I'm curious, for, for Brandon, when you came on board, and, and Sam, when you're adapting this with... Darren Aronofsky for the screen. How did the film change when Brendan come up, came on board, and how did it change when you were, you know, working on it with Darren to now make it from a, a play to to now a film? I mean, it's been a really long process. It's been a decade. Um, you know, Darren saw the play in New York in fall of 2012. Wow. Uh, and I started working on this play in 2009. You know, <laughs> uh, when I was in my 20s, like living in a legal sublet. Um, and uh, so it's been a really long journey, but uh, I'm really glad it took 10 years because it, it took 10 years to figure out how to make it the right way. Right. Uh, and at the core of that was, who's, who is Charlie? 
you know and and i feel so personally connected to charlie and this story and it was hard for me to write it's it's uh it came from a very vulnerable place and i was terrified about who we were going to give it to but from from the moment that brendan read the screenplay in little theater in the east village about a week before covid hit I just, I felt completely safe in his arms and, and continue to feel so, so safe. His baby's sake was there too, by the way. She was. <laughs> we, she, she was incredible. We wanted another from Tori Wasik. She's a She's a virtuosic point. actor. Yeah. Yeah. I had a front row seat. Yeah. I hated her so much. You're so rude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how much pain that poetry is. Yeah, no, it's true. She's yeah. manifesting Absolutely. that through that's from rage. That's yeah, yeah. That that performance could have been compromised by the trope of the angsty teenager right. walking yeah. in the door. But she showed up utterly pressing in her talent. Go and explain that one away. I don't know how to. It just is what it is. And on top of that, she her character shows up with lot of questions <laughs> that will not be ignored. <laughs> That's a testament to his writing. Yeah. Now, uh, fans are so excited for your comeback with Renaissance trending on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I just see that we're in Italy. I'm looking up and looking at paintings on ceilings, and I'm just like seeing myself. How does it feel to be embraced by your fans from the '90s, but also not the next generation? It's kind of cool because everybody has kids of their own now, and they were kids back when I I, I was just hoping that. Nobody found me out yet, you know? <laughs> so I, 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 it warms my heart for sure. I, I appreciate it. It's, an, it's eye-opening for me, to be straight up honest. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm keen for that set who, however they know me from previously, that that uh, look, I'm a different guy now. And that was then. I, I. I feel different, I look different, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a, a kid who's, who's got special needs, is going to be 20 soon, my other son's going to be a senior in high school, my other kid's going to get a driver's license, and he picked up guitar, and he can shred now, and, and <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I've grown up some too, so putting that gravity of, of 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 you know our lives that we have to to work to to to, to play a part that's not as mass produced or easily digestible in its pop culture fare um is everything i'm looking for or was looking for in this. Who knows what the future's gonna come? I hear Batgirl is great. <laughs> you can laugh. <laughs> we heard it in no, it hurt. I was there. I was I was there. I was there. Leslie was wicked amazing. I oh, I'm s I I will say that. She's the real deal. But look, we're here to talk about the well. Um thank you for that and, and I, I'm grateful for the support. That's the short answer to that. <laughs> Well, we, we came in this morning just quoting lines from Bedazzled Mummy, 
<laughs> Thank you for that. Yes, sir. He may have thought, should I say hi, Steve Nebraska, or should I just leave it? Like, yeah, <laughs> just leave it. As long as you're calling me. Call me very well. Sam's questions for you. I was wondering, so you said it's a 10 year process, yeah. even more when you actually wrote it originally, yeah. but knowing that it was going to become a play, or sorry, come movie, and you knew that Darren Aronofsky, who is an incredibly stylistic director, but you have a single location, not, yeah. I mean, Mother was single location, but this is very different. Really single location. Yeah, it's yeah. very different movies. Uh, was there a particular scene that you were excited to see what? how Darren would interpret it and put it onto the screen or um, a particular line of dialogue or anything like that, that you were just excited to see what she was going to do with it? I mean, I was excited about the whole thing. I mean, I, and I, I've, I feel like when he called me, you know, he said, let's meet and let's talk about making the whale into a screenplay. I, I, you know, I, I, I was an off-Broadway, I still am an off-Broadway kid. You know, I mean, it was, this is a very different world for me. Uh, and so I was really anxious about it because I was, I, I just didn't know what to expect. I think I bought Final Draft to write this. Screen. <laughs> uh, and, um, and, and I guess I came into it thinking like, oh, I guess he's going to want to do that thing of like opening it up. And I was really nervous about that because I was like, well, what, what is that? You know, like to like follow other characters. It's a different space. story. It's a different yeah. story. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, A, I don't know if the story warrants that and B, I don't know if, if like, if I'm going to be able to do it with integrity. But very, very early on, Darren was like, let's keep it in the room. And that was like the moment for me where I was like, oh, okay, he gets it. Yeah. And, and he wants, we both want to make the same thing. Um, and so really like, when I saw the first cut, you know, I was on set the entire time working with everybody very closely, but I wasn't part of the editing process. And so, you know, I walked into a theater like with sweaty palms, like, like, okay, what's this gonna be? But like five minutes in, I was like, oh, he did it. You know, like, like it's exactly what I hoped it would be. You know, I knew that Brendan's performance was, I mean, I, you know, I saw it every day. It was a thing to behold, it was a marvel, but you just don't know what's going to happen in the ending room. And, and, uh, and, and once I saw it for the first time, I was, I was, I think I walked out of the screening room and I waited to call my husband, and he was really nervous about it too, so he was like, why are you not calling? And, and I just kind of walked down the block because I just needed the moment, and then finally I called him, and I just burst into tears. Um, I really, I, 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 oh, I feel you. I, I, was, I couldn't get out of my chair. Yeah. Just thinking, I, I, I need to gather myself here. And thinking, this could change some hearts and minds. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that's an altruistic notion, but I thought people are going to have to reorient the patterns of thinking that they brought into me before seeing this film. They'll, they'll be thinking twice about it after they leave. It, 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 it had such an impression on me. It just made me feel like, um, this could do a lot of good. Yeah. <laughs> it could do a lot of good. And, you know, I, movies are distractions, they're entertainment, and I get it. I, hi, um, you know, but <laughs> um, this, this made, it was just, it fed my soul. 
just as we as we wrap up, and honestly, it's such an honor to speak with you both. It really is. I was wondering if you talk about the power of one true thing. This is all the way through. Charlie's just, just tell me one true thing. Just write something honest. I mean, you talk about changing life. That that hit me. That that was eye opening for me. I was just wondering for you both the power of something honest, the power of one true thing. Weirdly, it's, I think in 2022, more so than when I wrote the play, you know, the idea of truth and honesty, I think it's becoming like really important. Um, I think that, you know, we live in really cynical times. We live in, in a time where people are incredibly guarded. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to open up. They don't want to be honest with each other. They they stick to their sides, or you know, um, they stick to their patterns. And I think that this movie is just in a very simple way asking for people to. That's what I said before. Like like like, please just walk in, walk in the door. Good you know, go. and like just see it. Yeah, and 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 ask yourself that question too, because. At the heart of it all is is authenticity. Yeah. From the creation of Charlie himself to what he says and what he feels. And and the hope that you attach that his journey will will be complete and the breathlessness you have up until the last moment of this film. Look, it's powerful stuff. You know that already. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah. Thanks for answering. Thank you so much. Thank you, so Thank much. you all for your time. It's all phenomenal. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. You mail him that file now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you email us back, we'll email that file. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back, Shay. Uh, that was really cool. It was. We were, you know, we were kind of just on a high when this day happened because we finished this interview. You know, we spoke with Brandon Fraser. We're just like sitting at a table like we are right now talking to him. Uh, hopefully the audio for everyone listening, you were able to hear everything that we spoke about. Um, it was a great time. Honestly, I can't talk highly enough about this film. Brandon's performance is phenomenal. Sadie Sink is phenomenal. Hong Chow is phenomenal. Uh, It's just all around a a fantastic film, so I'm excited for everyone to watch it. But being able to sit at that table with Brendan Fraser, someone that we've grown up loving our entire lives, it's a very surreal thing. And then we had to run from there to go watch The Fablemans, which is also another phenomenal movie that we have our review up for. Uh, And then we had an Apple event after that. So it was just a day full of emotions. Shay, how are you feeling after that conversation? I feel like we should have given people a heads up to have tissues ready because yeah, definitely it, it was a very personal interview and there's moments that brendan kind of like really really broke with us like yeah. he just he, he relished in the moment of the he film really that he really did yeah. and and he was so personable and like you know really unlocking a lot of memories in ourselves and within himself so but yeah no it was great it was great yeah. it was great uh you know and if we had we waited a few extra moments we would have seen uh, Hugh Jackman as well too, who also we, has we worked with Darren, Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky though. Yeah, we, we did. did see D. D. Yeah. D. D. A. I can't, I can't. I can't make his name cool like that. Like how you should do it. Yeah, I can't do that with his name. D. D. Aronofsky. D. Ski. No, we we won't give you a, a, a you know a, a code name, Darren. We're we're very big fans of you. So, uh, yeah, we're just you know I think we're you know the Tiff Madness is starting to get to us. 
it all feels very surreal at this point, but I just want to say thank you to her again, Rachel, to Steve, um, to, you know, Shay on behalf of Zoomer. For, That's right. For Shay's a, part of a new outlet now. Uh, no, 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 no. no I, <laughs> I'm loyal to the end. Loyal to the end of the movie podcast. Uh, no, it's it's a very surreal thing that we got to be part of, and I can't thank our friends at Elevation 824 and for Taro for making this happen for us. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to talk to Brendan again for many more pictures. Also, you know, he dropped that nugget of... Batgirl, just like, you know, Leslie Grace is fucking great in it. So, you know, maybe one day we'll get to see that movie too. But as always, you can catch many new episodes of the movie podcast all throughout the week. Uh, make sure you tune in for all of those and make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd at the movie podcast. Join our Discord, follow us on YouTube, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know what you're up to. Uh, we'd love to hear, we'd love to know what you're watching and what you think of the show. It would mean a lot to us. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.